eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I'm Steve Letarte, STP auto expert and former crew chief. I know what it takes to keep engines performing at their best. STP's latest breakthrough additive, STP Ultra 5-in-1 plus Fuel System Cleaner plus Fuel Stabilizer delivers three times the amount of cleaning agents versus premium gasoline and helps keep fuel fresh during storage. For over 60 years, STP has been on the cutting edge developing products to help engines run better, longer. One bottle contains three times by weight the amount of cleaning agents compared to 20 gallons of the leading premium gasoline. This is Dale Jarrett, reminding you to watch new 90-minute episodes of NASCAR America weekdays starting at 5.30 Eastern. You'll hear from the stars of the sport, plus analysis from icons and Hall of Famers. 90-minute editions of NASCAR America, weekdays on NBCSN. Greetings. Welcome to the NASCAR and NBC podcast. I'm your host, Nate Ryan. Our guest this week is Casey Kane, driver of the number five Chevrolet for Hendrick Motorsports. Now, Casey is someone you might not have heard too much from this season. I was surprised when I did this podcast, when I was doing research for it, that I realized it had been five months since the last time I'd done an interview with him or been in a general media availability. The start of the 2016 Sprint Cup season was rough for Casey, and he is candid about that during this conversation. Some of those struggles were related to Hendrick Motorsports, company-wide slump, but Casey puts some of the blame on himself uh, for that and talks about what finishing fourth out of four cars every week is like. It's it's not a good feeling, and he's, he's pretty forthcoming about the, the pressure and the weight he felt because of that. Uh, when, when you're running poorly, even when the rest of your teammates are also mediocre, if you're always bringing up the rear, you're feeling that, that strain. Uh, things have turned around for Casey recently. He's had a spate of top tens. He's still trying to avoid consecutive winless seasons for the first time in his Sprint Cup career, but he was in a good place when we talked with him. He uh, also discussed at length uh, about his life with his son Tanner, who just turned one. Uh, Casey Kane was among the last of the drivers to join the baby boom, and he clearly is relishing being a part of it. Another craze that Casey hasn't gotten caught up in is the cycling craze in NASCAR. He remains pretty steadfast a runner uh, in terms of the fitness nuts among drivers in NASCAR, and he had a funny story about why bikes might not be for him, for him uh, a bike that failed him in a recent triathlon that you'll, you'll want to hear about that. It was amusing. Uh, Casey also has a passion not just for running but for sandwiches, which you might not know about. He has an amusing tale about surreptitiously 
entering a restaurant to order a sandwich that's named for him that he designed. Uh, check that out. It was pretty, pretty funny. And uh, finally, he talked about Casey Kane racing, his sprint car teams, uh, which remain also such a passion for him. Uh, there's a family affair there element that he loves. A, a lot of his family members work for that team. Uh, he explains why he still is so invested in running, uh, owning sprint car teams and giving drivers and mechanics a, a place to work and why he still races in sprint cars, despite signs that it isn't as safe as stock cars. So we appreciate you listening. If you're hearing us via iTunes, please leave a rating or review, or please subscribe or have your friends subscribe. That really helps us out. There are many other options for finding us, Audio Boom, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. You can also check out those same places for the NBC Sports Podcasting lineup. If you're a fan of Pro Football Talk and Mike Florio, you should know NBC Sports just launched a new NFL podcast with Mike Florio and Paul Allen, voice of the Minnesota Vikings. PA and Florio is a new weekly podcast that will focus on the top stories of the week in the NFL, uh, along with some fun, engaging banter between Mike and Paul. And I'm sure they'll also have advice for your fantasy teams as well. So worth checking out, PA and Florio. NASCAR will be in Phoenix this weekend. You can catch the Xfinity race Saturday night on NBCSN and the Sprint Cup race Sunday afternoon on NBC. And a reminder that all of our NASCAR coverage always is available for streaming via the NBC Sports app. You can download that to your tablet or smartphone or watch on your laptop. So now let's get to the conversation with Casey Kane, which we taped in his motorhome at Martinsville Speedway on Friday, October 28th. Casey, thanks for doing this. And the first thing I've noticed is uh, your family is not here this week. I understand Tanner tends to travel with you a little bit, doesn't he? Yeah, Tanner, uh, him and Sam come. I bet they've came to eight races this year, would be just kind of my guess. And they started the season where... I was racing a sprint car out in Yuma, Arizona, and that was Tanner's first race that he had been to. So that was that was uh, pretty fun to have him there, first dirt race. And then uh, he's probably came to eight races since. He gets really excited and um, has a very hard time sleeping when he's at the track because <laughs> he just knows that there's people and noise and excitement outside the outside the bus. So he he struggles at the track, but he's gotten a little bit better as he's gotten older. I think next year will even you know be better than this year. So it's it's been a lot of fun with him. I think I've heard Kyle Larson say the same thing about Owen is that he kind of has a hard time corralling him when he's <laughs> at the track. I'd, I'd imagine. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Maybe a, a like father like son thing. I mean, can you tell he likes racing? Can you tell he, he likes being around this atmosphere already? Even though he, he just turned one. He definitely likes uh, noise. So when we start <laughs> say a sprint car at the shop, his eyes are like big and he's just staring at it and he's trying to walk around it and just understand what's going on you know so uh-huh. he he enjoys noise he doesn't he hasn't backed away from it or like it hasn't scared him in any way like when a car starts or something so it's tough to say if he really likes racing or not but i can tell he's definitely not uh, afraid of it at this point in time i think he enjoys being around it yeah obviously he's still very young i assume you haven't even bought him like a little toy car or anything like that yet right? he has lots of little um those little matchbox cars, size, matchbox yeah, okay. size cars a lot of the five basically every one of our sponsors partners he has one of all those (laughs) he has a ryan blaney car and that might be about it and then a couple sprint cars uh darren Pittman, brad sweet so he's got some good stuff 
So Tanner, as I mentioned, is one, and there was a baby boom that happened over the last 10 years, really, in this garage, really in this motorhome lot where we are right now here at Martinsville Speedway. You were among the last to become a dad. Uh, Did you feel a little uh, uncomfortable or out of place (laughs) at all as everybody around you was was becoming a father? Well, I remember in, you know, 2004 when I first joined the Sprint Cup Series, um, there was very few kids. Uh, it was a completely di- different atmosphere in the, the motorhome lot in between, you know, practices or on a Friday night or Saturday night. It was just kind of a different a different deal. And it, at certain tracks, that that would even change more. So it was, uh, it was interesting. But now it's so much different. There's, you know, kids everywhere all the time. And, um, you know, now I have Tanner and he's been up here a a little bit you know he's been to the races and stuff so he next year i think he'll be a lot more running around um you know so yeah it's it's changed quickly i was not i didn't feel awkward or anything not having a kid Uh Um, but (laughs) but it feels great to have one now yes did you get lots of advice from your peers or anything Uh, not a whole lot no i think everybody all about anyone i've talked to always says the same thing they grow up fast you know they change so quickly and grow up really fast and Tanner's already one year old, and he's changed and and does so many different things um, every week or month, you mm-hmm. know. So, I think a lot of that is very real and very true, and I'm experiencing, you know, that now. It, the time's flying by. If he wants to race, will you let him? I know Kevin Harvick has, has joked that Keelan is not allowed to race. Is is this something you wouldn't mind seeing Tanner pursue if he has an interest? So I just think you know whatever Tanner is into. Yeah. I'm going to help him with as much as I can. And uh, if it's racing, then then great. I know racing, there's so many ups and downs. Um, it can be so disappointing at times, yet so, you know, great. And um, there isn't too many better feelings than when you win at any level. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help him with whatever he wants to do. I personally think baseball player would be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love sports, and uh, you know I think baseball is such a fun, fun sport to to play and to to watch. You know, right now with the World Series going on, it's it's unbelievable. But I like I like you know baseball and golf and things like that. I think he'd maybe he'll like those. Enjoy all of them, maybe. All right. So not only are you a dad these days, but it hasn't really curtailed what you've got going on uh, in in your outside of racing life. And I just want to run through a few of these like you had the drive the auction and and golf tournament that's received a lot of publicity with with um, Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson I know you had a a big event back around Sonoma with a lot of celebrities what's that been like working with Russell Wilson yeah the drive's been really good uh we we had great turnouts um brought a lot of people to Washington a lot of people from Washington supported the drive and have a great golf golf day plus uh, a, a dinner concert and uh, live auction things like that so we, we've raised a, a ton of money uh, for seattle children's hospital and, and cancer uh, awareness um, you know so it's been a it's been a great event wonderful um, you know really enjoyed it russell is a cool guy and uh, he brings a lot of you know a lot of attention to our event so it's it's great to uh you know to be partners with him on that are there i know you you've you've had a lot of celebrities involved i'm I'm sure it's a little different than the type you might get who might come to a racing event there are people who might follow more football and what what he's doing who have you seen or who have you met or who have you intersected with through that well you know the 
the football side of things, Jermaine Curse came every year, and uh, he was always really cool. Yep. Uh, quarter or uh, you know wide receiver for the Seahawks. Uh, Brian Walters came. Um, we've had um, some of the older um, Mariners, Supersonics, and Seahawks uh-huh. uh, that have came and, and supported it. And then we've had some actors, actresses, music. Uh, Preston Pole has, has been part of each year, which was he's uh, fun to hang out with, good golfer, and, and, and does an awesome job singing. So we've you know done that so it's been we had some man some really really good events out there and it's been a lot of fun and i think everybody that's been part of it's enjoyed it each year so that's why we uh, i think it's grown right you know, and it's grown in a lot of different ways right of course charity events are nothing new for you casey um you've, you've had the the, the cane 5k or the five cane i guess i should say um which unfortunately for the second straight year uh, it didn't work out as quite as well with the rain, I, I would think. Did you? You didn't run last year either. Right? Last year I was able to run. Oh, you were okay. because we had already had the drivers' meeting. Ah, uh, okay. So I got to the track at eleven and did intros and got in the car and raced. Yeah. This year, there was so much rain on Saturday that we didn't even get the drivers' meeting or anything. They just called the day basically Saturday morning. So we had to do all that Sunday. So I didn't get to run this year at the five k. We still had a really nice turnout. When that happens, we lose some drivers, and yeah. then we also lose um, some of the mechanics and the PR people and the managers. A lot of the people that are part of the, you know, the different cup teams. Bob that are, that are there. We yeah. lose Bob Pockers. <laughs> we, um, so yeah, it's uh, it's tough. I think we give up probably 50 people, you know, on a rainout like that. But we still had a good turnout. The 5K is a, a neat event, and uh, you know, we've been able to support Novant down in charlotte and ronald mcdonald house uh we've always been a part of that in charlotte so that's been really nice to be to do but anything for children you know and, and their families and just trying to give them neat opportunities to do things that maybe they normally wouldn't get to do put a smile on their face and um and try to help out you know and it's it's been well received and we've went with uh, i went with kids to um you know it was bobcats games at the time yeah yeah and uh yeah so it's uh, we've done that we've done concerts yep and uh some sprint car races and things and and brought kids with us to those and they've really enjoyed it well, it's enjoyable to take part in as well i was in the the 2013 edition back when my pace was actually sub eight minutes and that's a good pace it was back then <laughs> now i'm more closer to the nine region because I'm, I'm just i'm not able to do it as much and I, I i hope i get to to get back to running it again but what i remember about running the 5k in 2013 was you were in another zip code of course like like everybody but you <laughs> you especially in in jimmy and from what i understand I did a little bit of research it sounds like there's been a little of a biking craze i think in the motorhome lot obviously jimmy's gone that route uh, we see Matt Kenza doing a lot of cycling, but but you've kind of maintained. You're still true to the running side, right? You yeah, still, do a lot I'm of running? still true to the running side. Um, it's not. I, I enjoy running. I've always enjoyed running, and biking just hasn't been quite as fun to me. So yeah. I haven't done a lot of it. But uh, when we were in Richmond this year, we were in our debrief uh, Friday, and Jimmy was telling me he's having his uh, sprint try on. Where was it? Is Ingersoll Rand and Davidson on Sunday? Right. So I was like, man, that sounds pretty fun. And I hadn't been biking or swimming or anything, but I'd been running. So he talked me into it. So I had 
I was there, you know, first thing Sunday morning, got like two hours of sleep because the Richmond race went late. Oh, right. And then uh, we had to <laughs> the be there. The rain always think, screws up these running. Yeah, and so then I think we had registration at 7 a.m. or something. So I got a couple hours of sleep, went down there, did the swim, got on the bike, and I hadn't ridden rode my bike in a year, year and a half. Yeah. And I was wondering if it would mechanically would be fine. And uh, I took off and realized right away I, was, I had one gear. <laughs> And it was a hilly, what is it, tw- eight miles or 12 miles? I can't remember. I think 12, maybe, yeah. for the bike side. Okay. And it I, was hilly. And so I'm guessing this was like a low gear. <laughs> so it was actually, I was good up the hills yeah. because it was easy. But on all the downhills, guys were going by me so fast because my legs, I couldn't pedal any faster. Yeah. And at times, it was like I would just freewheel, basically, just hold, you know, not pedal because I could go just as fast not pedaling down the hills as trying to pedal so that was uh that slowed my bike up probably three <laughs> three minutes or something it's pretty <laughs> ugly but the swim and the run you know wasn't too bad and and i enjoyed it good good for you all right how much running do you do these days i try to do for a while there when i was doing half marathons i was running a lot more distance and today i try to do three to four miles kind of max and that'd be a day and you know other than on the race week and i don't run a whole lot but yeah during the midweek three to four miles and then i'd do intervals and different things um some weights and and stuff but i don't know i just quit running the longer distances you know i think three to four is pretty good for now and Mm -hmm. if i decide i've always liked that huntersville half which is coming up so i need to really get after it if i want to do that one but uh you know i'm not i'm not sure if i'll do that or not How's, how's your pace these days at three to four miles three to four miles my pace is I ran yesterday. I did three and a half miles, and my pace was right at a seven-minute mile. Impressive. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I felt pretty good when I was done. So I could probably go a tick quicker if I really wanted to push. But yeah, I think that was pretty good pace. All right. Well, when you're not running like a madman, I understand you have another passion that I was surprised to learn about, and I've actually seen it uh, promoted as well by uh, the PDQ barbecue people. <laughs> you, you like making sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, I made my uh made a great sandwich for for PDQ. It turned out turned out awesome. I ended up at Tinder's two two uh, lunches ago. Yes, uh, I think it was Wednesday and uh, had one down at Tinder's and then they're they're at PDQ, they're at Tinder's in Huntersville. I think they're at seven PDQs total. Okay. Seven or nine. Somewhere in there. I can't remember for sure, but um just a really n- neat opportunity for the Casey Kane Foundation to join with PDQ. And for each sandwich that they that they sell, the foundation gets a a percentage of that. Gotcha. And it's uh, so what a great partnership that is for us. Um, you know, so yeah, I got to go make a sandwich. I sat. I learned all about PDQ, how clean they are, how fresh all their food is, uh, their processes. And then I made about six, seven different versions of okay. a sandwich and came up with kind of my favorite, which ended up to be two tenders, um, coleslaw pickle slices and i think the tenders dipped in barbecue and a touch of ranch and really good okay and it's been christened the carolina cane witch is the (laughs) official name i'm sure you use that all the time when you're impressing your friends but this isn't just like a charity thing like like i've been told you like making sandwiches this is like a pastime for you Uh, (laughs) i've made sandwiches before i um I've made some, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the best one I made, though, was at PDQ. And I, when I ordered it on Wednesday, um, I went in Tinder's, 
And I, the lady's like, what do you want? And she didn't recognize me. So I was like, okay, uh, I just want the conwich the, right here. And I kind of <laughs> pointed at it. And uh, she's like, oh, okay, so you want the Casey Kane witch? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you got it. And, uh, and then um, I just kind of paid and walked away. And she obviously wasn't a race fan because she didn't, she didn't know who I was. Out. But I was okay. trying to – I didn't want her to know who I was, I guess. <laughs> well, but it was pretty fun. You end up with a really good story uh, that we get, we get to hear and laugh at, so that's good. Um, so – Obviously, your life outside of racing is is still racing uh, as much as like you've got the running and the charity stuff. Um, I know a big part of it is is Casey Kane racing away from from NASCAR. And I believe did you just hit ten years with that team? Is that right? So, two thousand six was our first full season. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we did a little bit prior to that, but two thousand six was our first full season. Um, obviously still really successful i know you had um the world of outlaws wins uh what a couple weeks ago with with sweet and, and Pittman. yep yeah um i i did a story uh casey when i was still at usa day a, a few years ago um a, about your interest in dirt racing and i just went back and looked at a quote that you had then and said i never thought of myself as a team owner but it's cool to see that there are people who actually want to drive for Casey King racing. It's cool to be a part of that and have good enough cars that a lot of people would enjoy driving. Does that, I mean, that was five, five, six years ago, but does that still give you the, the satisfaction? Is that still kind of what it's about is that you, you provide a place for guys to race in a way that probably you viewed that coming up when you were starting out? Yeah. I mean, I try to, I enjoy trying to give drivers, um, an opportunity to, to be in really good cars and, I enjoy giving mechanics and crew chiefs opportunities to work on good equipment and, and try to make themselves better and their cars better and their drivers better and, and work together as a team. And we, we have two teams right now, Brad Sweet, Darren Pittman, <clears throat> and I still enjoy it just as much as I always have. And um, it helps a lot when you have the right people, the people uh, making it happen and not uh, – you know, just doing the right things, you know, mm-hmm. and working together because I, that's what I want to see is my teams work together and, um, you know, Brad and Darren do a great job of that and we're, we're trying to get the whole group to be like that. But it's a, uh, it's tough, you know, they race yeah. so much all over the place and uh, we, a lot goes into it. We have great sponsors and partners with great clips and Ollie's Bargain Outlet, Razorback Professional Tools, uh, Team ASC, Sage Fruit. Curb Records, Mike Curb has always been a part of our teams, which has been really nice. Um, so yeah, we're always we're working hard to keep growing it and, and keep giving the guys the best opportunity that we can. Uh, bringing up other drivers once in a while, let them drive my car, younger guys, and uh, the four car which I run every once in a while, and let other you know younger guys get in that and and go for a spin. So it's uh, it's fun. It's, it makes me feel good to to try to give you know people good opportunity and in, in short short track uh, world of outlaw style race and I, I just have a passion for it and always have lots of sponsors because you guys race close to what 100 times a year yeah they're right around 95 and yeah. then you have some rain outs and, and maybe a couple add-ons so they end up between 90 and 95 each year per wow. you know each car does and you've always had a real family oriented approach i mean um kale kane your brother is, is involved right right and um some other family members as well i'm sure that when you talk about putting your trust in people and knowing they're gonna do a good job if they're related to you <laughs> you're, yeah. you're confident right yeah family's always been really close with me and our, our racing 
Uh, my brother Kale, he started, you know, working with my cousins, and as time went, he took over the nine car. So he's been the crew chief and basically ran that team, managed that team, and, and does a um, as good a job as anyone we've ever had in that position. So that's uh, it's it's fun to see him take it, you know, take it and and do a great job with it. And my sister, she's you know worked for me basically since uh, not long after she got out of college she went to she worked at Wachovia and then took over um, KKR and running kind of all the financial side of things and uh, we do a lot together um, not just for the race and stuff but also my personal um, portfolio and things like that it's fun to work with her mm-hmm. uh, and then my cousins they they worked with us at KKR for so long and then they started their own shock company which is Factory Kane Shocks and it they've grown that into is it's the best shock in dirt racing in my opinion and um so it's fun to to see what they've done with it they've done it all themselves basically built the shock engineered the shock figured out how to make it uh friendly for the teams to work on be able to work on and and then be very um you know very good be be a great shock that you know works and hooks up to the track and all those things that you want out of a shock so They've done an awesome job with that. So, yeah, it's uh, been a family deal for a long time. Yeah. I know a lot of ways it's it's probably not comparable to, to stock car racing and NASCAR, but if you had to try to explain to somebody how hard it is to be competitive with your team in, in say, Outlaws or one of those sprint car circuits, I mean, it's it's not easy, right? It's not like this no. is minor <laughs> leagues, right? It's far from easy. Uh, but I, I always go back to people, you know, and that's the same, same thing uh, in the cup side with Hendrick Motorsports. We have – way more employees there mm-hmm. but managing that group and having those people work together is where the success comes from and uh you know it's the same with uh with our sprint car teams and um justin adams another guy who's worked with us since we started kkr and and he's always been right there he gets does as much and everything that he possibly can to to grow our our teams and make them better so it's it's people like that who make a difference for sure you mentioned you're still running the four car occasionally, like a few times a year or on the uh, I Yeah, I mean, I raced it, I think I raced 10 times this year. Did you? 10 okay. or 12, maybe, somewhere in there. Right. And then the, they went and raced uh, when I was doing cup races at different times, probably four or five times. So it's, yeah, that car's, we raced it some, not a lot, but yeah. 15 to 20 times, I bet, on the season. Nice. Um, knowing that like obviously racing is always inherently dangerous but uh as i was looking through your twitter account and, and preparing for this uh, this conversation like i, I saw that the tributes to, to brian clausen and i know that you knew jason leffler as well three years ago what, what's it like to strike that balance of, of of knowing you want to keep racing in that series but knowing this is the primary activity and but and also knowing that it's it seems like it's a little more just dangerous just based on the stats versus versus stock cars i guess right yeah, and I think, you know, it's, to me, how can we look at all of our parts, our pieces, everything we have, and make sure they're the safest part and piece we can put on the car. Um, it's the safest sprint car that we can build. And then the drivers have the right seats, the right restraints, um, you know, and all their gear. And so we we push hard for that, and, and our teams do, and um, we just do the the best job that we can. Uh, our drivers do our teams do to make the cars as safe as they can possibly be but there's still an open wheel dirt car and uh and things happen and it's you know it's uh it's really sad when they do for sure but that's uh 
it's happened a little bit over the last five to ten years and it, you know i hate seeing that but it, it has has it improved uh, somewhat every everything has definitely improved right you know i think from it, every instance incident um figure out what happened why that happened and f- try to fix that mm-hmm. you know and and it's all the teams in sprint car racing have made gains you know after the fact you know so it's uh and and try to make those gains prior to anything happen as well and i know back before i was in nascar it was a very similar thing that nascar you know as they were making gains with whether it was driver safety car safety the walls were have been huge in nascar the safer barriers and things like that and that's the track so um it's racing it can be dangerous for sure um but but we all love it and we all have a passion for it and try to do it the the smartest way that we possibly can but at the end of the day we want to win we want right. to go fast right speaking of, of performing and, and winning and going fast uh i i know that it seems like things have, have turned around for you l- lately on the sprint cup side i was originally scheduled to talk to you back uh for this back in august and we weren't running as good in August. yeah i'm glad i'm talking to you now <laughs> yeah. because things seemed a lot bleaker uh back in august. now you've got six top tens in your last eight races it seems like as the tide turned for Hendrick, obviously Jimmy and Chase have been running better during the playoffs. It seems like you're, it's rising tide has lifted all boats, and you're right there. Absolutely, I think it. Michigan was our first race where we were a top ten car. Mm-hmm. Our final restart, I got seventh, and then I couldn't get the car to turn, and we ended up out of the top ten. But that was our first day where I felt like we made big gains and ran in the top ten. Since that day, we've been in the top ten every race. Um, maybe not finish there, but we've raced in the top 10 and it's been, it's been really good. It's been a lot of fun again to drive fast cars and work on fast cars. So, um, I think Hendrick Motorsports as a whole, the group kind of came together, worked in the right areas. They always work hard, but they work just as hard or harder and worked in the right areas, hit on some things and it's helped, you know, Chase and Jimmy be very competitive in the chase. I think Jimmy's going to win the championship. I mean, that's that's my guy, anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're not biased, I, but you think. And I regardless. feel like uh, you know the 88 and and five have been much better as well. Mm-hmm. You know our performances, and then the five as a as a team, we've made gains, and I think that's been as much as of our games gains as anything has just been the team side of it, the communication, the believing in each other from mm-hmm. a engineer, crew chief, driver standpoint and having cars prepared that we haven't had any issues with yeah you know but i think the believing in each other has has really improved and it's been it's been fun i think the way i I saw you describe it recently casey is that you and crew chief keith rodden have just sort of learned to communicate and you guys obviously always had a good rapport when he was your engineer but now you just know how to communicate better in terms of the changes uh communicate better believe trust um you know work in areas that I'm looking to be better in, you Mm -hmm. know, things that can make the car, um, work for me, for my driving style. And then I've put in, I've found ways to put in more time to be more prepared for each weekend also with our engineers. And I think that's also helped out a lot. Um, things that I wasn't doing, you know, and I've tried to be very open to doing anything this entire year, but until that point in the year when we all kind of figured it out, you know, I think we've made gains. I've made gains. They've made gains. Mm-hmm. When I when I talked to you back in um, in May, uh, 
you had had four top tens in your first 12 races, and there was rumor mill at the time, which, of course, has been now proven to be complete false. Yeah, (laughs) completely false. But um, (laughs) back then uh, in May, you were saying that it felt like it was maybe the toughest time in your NASCAR career. Is it, has it swung that much? Is this, has this season been like maybe not only one of your toughest seasons, but maybe one of your, your better recent seasons at, at Hendrick? Well, the, the crazy thing about racing is, is ups and downs. And yeah, that yeah. was what I was talking about earlier. Yeah. But I don't even really remember how down we were at the start of the year right now because I feel like we're on such an up and we've each week we're getting better. Mm-hmm. But once you mention it, it does kind of come back to me. Yeah, that we were Sorry struggling to bring that pretty up. bad. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was tough. And and one of the h- reasons it, it makes it as tough as anything is because you know where you're racing. And I know I'm at Hendrick Motorsports. I know that that should be as good as of an opportunity that I've had in racing. Mm-hmm. And we should be able to carry that and be consistently fast every single weekend, every single year. You know, and that's the way I think about it. And that's why I'm at HMS. And um, the last, you know, the beginning of this year and the the last, basically half of last year, we were far from that. Right. So yeah, so that ended up being some of the probably the hardest times that I've had in racing, in the Cup Series, because of, you know, what it should be mm-hmm. in my opinion and where I'm at as a driver, with experience and just how much I've done it. You know, right. like I understand this stuff pretty well these days and. I'm running as bad as I've ever raced. Right. So that was that was really tough, but we've we've changed that. We're headed in the right direction now and as long as we understand why and how to keep getting better and then how to hold that, we're going to be really good next year too. By the same token though, I guess, also is it not that you want your teammates to run poorly, but is it is it easier for you to accept or to sort of feel like hey at least i know that jimmy's struggling and at the time dale jr is struggling chase is struggling i mean it wasn't just you on an island by yourself right yeah absolutely we were you know we were struggling but but so were they they weren't near as good as what jimmy johnson can be or has been Mm -hmm. so that was something that i could see but i was still the fourth out of the out of the four you know and fourth out of four once in a while isn't a bad thing because we have those three are three of the best drivers there right. are and three of the best teams that there are, right? So When you're fourth, fourth in a race out of four, that's okay. That's okay <laughs> yeah. once in a while. But <laughs> yeah. to do it every week, yeah. be the worst at HMS, you know, then you obviously there's an issue and right. we got to figure it out. And since we've started figuring out, we've been the fourth best car out of the four, but it, it's not a problem. You know, right. that's okay. Um, it's when you're that car, that guy every week, then, that, then that's a problem. I feel like sometimes we give you short shrift, Casey, in that like um, we talk a lot about your teammates and where they sort of fit into Hendrick and their futures. And obviously, you know, Chase is going to be there in the long term. Um, oh yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, if we can stop. Yeah, we we can stop. So okay. I was going to say that when you were coughing. <coughs> so yeah, thanks. Sorry. Making you talk so much. I've just got a couple more too. Okay. Um, trying to remember how i picked this up um i feel like we give you short shrift sometimes casey because when we talk about the hendrick dynamic we're always kind of focusing on your teammates and obviously jimmy with six championships he's going to get a lot of focus um dale jr gets a lot of focus because most popular driver and, and also a contender and of course chase comes in with this this name recognition but we don't really talk a lot about kind of how you fit into all that but it strikes me that 
like right now, Dale Jr.'s future, certainly we hope he's back, but it's sort of sort of uncertain, and I, I don't know how much longer he'll race. Um, you know, he's in his early 40s. Jimmy, same thing. He just he just turned 41. Um, Chase is obviously going to be there a while, but, but you're kind of in more of a sweet spot in your career than, than a couple of those guys. Where, where do you see, I guess, long-term at Hendrick? Where, where do you see yourself fitting in? And you know, do you think about, like, hey, is... I mean, Jeff left this year, and Jimmy kind of took over as like the dean of the team. Is there a role for you, maybe, in that light at some point in the near future? Well, I think that performance is a big thing. So, with performance, I feel like I'll be there a good while, and um, and at that point, th- a lot of things can change over that period of time because I am a little bit younger than, say, Jimmy and Dale. So it's it's tough to say how long that they want to be in the sport. You know, and, and, and driving cars. If they want to be, they're going to be at Hendrick Motorsports, that's for sure. Uh, they've done such a great job there, you know, and um, all the statistics back it up. So that's, uh, you know, it just kind of depends when they want to be out of the sport, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But I, I still want to race. I love racing. I want to race for a, a long time. Uh, and I want to be at HMS because it's the best best place to be. And I think as a person, as a teammate, I can be as good as anyone because I, I work well with people and I work well with my teammates and with anybody there. And, you know, I'm, I think that that's, uh, something that Mr. H really likes and wants. And that's how all four of us are these days and and how we've been for a long period of time. So I I think that that, that goes a long ways, uh, and then just performing, you know, so as long as you're being open, um, working with everybody in that group not just the drivers but the engineers the crew chiefs you know there's uh, there's a lot to be gained by that and um, I feel like we have that right now and you know I understand the processes so I, I think we can keep that going for a long time do you feel like you bring a lot from the Casey Kane racing side and being in management and overseeing things that you know you said you you work well as a teammate you kind of understand bigger picture things maybe I think I can take actually things that I learned from HMS, from Mr. H, from um, crew chiefs, engineers, uh, other drivers there, and apply them at KKR and, you know, kind of talk about or tell stories with with our guys there and and help our place. Mm -hmm. But I think at HMS, I just feel like I'm a, you know, it's such an open book and just trying to give everything I have, the information that I gained throughout a race weekend, throughout our practices, and working together with an open book for everybody um, is the best way to go about it. And I think that, that that's working really well right now there. I promise I'm not here just to remind you about bad stats. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you were potentially on the cusp of finishing this season without a win, and you've never, you've never had a point in your career where you've gone successive seasons without – a win um how much would it mean to you how much i mean how much does it mean to you i guess to get that victory and to not have that well i think it's uh i think i really want the win you know and i I think that we're getting closer to that i think you know martinsville could be great um texas i've won phoenix i've won and homestead we've been close Mm -hmm. so any of the tracks here from here out will will be able to run really well and have opportunity to win but to me it's just like when it was the chase and they're like are you going to be disappointed if you miss the chase and I really wasn't because it wasn't 
if we ran good and missed the chase, I would have been. But we didn't run good enough to be in the chase. So it's hard to be disappointed that you're not in the chase. And that was our own doing. So, you know, as far as not winning this year, I mean, I want to win bad. But if I don't, then we just have to work harder next year. And and if we're more consistently up front, we're going to get those opportunities to win races again. So it's more of a building block type approach. It's more about... I, not, not, we weren't, we weren't, you weren't giving away opportunities this year. You weren't really in it. We didn't give away any opportunities. Yeah. Like until, it's just, yeah, it's just where we were as a team yeah. and where we were as, um, as a group at that point in time. And now we're getting closer to where we need to be right. and we can win one of these last four, um, or not. Right. But next year we, we need to win again because we need to be in this, in this form all season long. And at that point then, yeah, we need to win. We right. have to win. All right, we started with Tanner, and I want to end with a Tanner-oriented type question. Now that you're a dad, I've asked many people who've been on this podcast, Casey, about how does NASCAR attract like a younger demographic, the the, the kids, Um, because obviously that's that's a huge key to the the future of of keeping people interested and and watching and and learning and and being involved in NASCAR. So now that you're a dad, you, you have a unique perspective on on what kids like, I think. Um, <laughs> I'm what, learning it. Yeah, you're learning it, I suppose. <laughs> I'm learning um, daily. As having a having a son who like obviously likes being around racetracks, and granted, he's only one, so there's only so much you can learn. But are, are there things you've you've noticed or thought about and said, hey, maybe this is something NASCAR can do to to get a younger generation involved? Yeah, I mean, I'm not real sure what they can do, but I definitely know that kids like excitement. Mm-hmm. Kids like, um, and not just Tanner, but the younger crowd. Like, it has to be fun. It has to be exciting. There has to be, you know, it can't be the same old thing. Like there has to be new, you know, new, fun, exciting stuff going on. And watching cars race side by side for the lead, noise, um, crashes. I mean, all that stuff is part of it. And, and that and that helps. But we have to keep we have to keep the audience, you know, excited. And, and that it can only it can't. You know, four or five hours is a long time to watch one thing. Right. You know, so, you know, just keeping a lot. There's a lot of things that are, you know, are really good about NASCAR. And there are some things that definitely could be a a little better. And the neat thing about what I've seen with NASCAR over the last couple of years is how hard, as a group, everybody's working to to make that audience, you know, want to come back and want to be part of it all the time. And. Um, I think it's getting to a great point again, and I think it's going to only get better because we all understand that it needs to be fun. It needs yeah. to be exciting, and we need the younger crowd to, to enjoy cars, enjoy racing, enjoy engines and, and that type of thing. And um, that's how I grew up. I enjoyed all of that stuff. So yeah. how do we how do we get to uh, – how do we keep it that way? Would maybe part of that fun be a little bit more like sprint car racing? Not all the time, but shorter races? Well, I could see shorter thing. races yeah. is definitely, yeah. you know, keeping an audience a little more interested. Yeah. Just long races are tough to, that's a long time. Yeah. It's easy to drive because the focus is there, you know, and you have to focus. Uh, I love racing 600 miles, 500 <laughs> miles. Like, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> yeah. But um, if I was watching 600 miles, 500 miles a lot, I think it would get, it would get tough. Yeah. So the shorter stuff is, uh, is definitely a, a good option. All right. Well, speaking of time, we've kept you here for quite a while. I appreciate <laughs> it. And, uh, thanks for doing this case. Yeah, no problem. Thank you.
Our thanks again to Casey Kane for allowing us into his motorhome and sharing much about life on and off the track for him. Thanks also to Lauren Emling of Hendrick Motorsports, who worked through multiple reschedulings to make this conversation happen. I really appreciate the work of Lauren and the many other PR reps in NASCAR who have supported the NASCAR NBC podcast this season. Of course, no one supports this podcast like the fabulous Tess Quinlan. We thank her, for always, as always, for producing the NASCAR NBC podcast. Again, you can subscribe on iTunes for automatic downloads of new episodes. You can also get it at Audio Boom, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, any method of listening to a podcast. You should be able to find us. Also check out those places for the NBC Sports podcast lineup. And if you've got ideas, I'm listening. Send them to me on Twitter, at Nate Ryan. Thanks again for listening to the NASCAR and NBC podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. I'm Steve Letarte, STP auto expert and former crew chief. I know what it takes to keep engines performing at their best. STP's latest breakthrough additive, STP Ultra 5-in-1 plus Fuel System Cleaner plus Fuel Stabilizer delivers three times the amount of cleaning agents versus premium gasoline and helps keep fuel fresh during storage. For over 60 years, STP has been on the cutting edge developing products to help engines run better, longer. One bottle contains three times by weight the amount of cleaning agents compared to 20 gallons of the leading premium gasoline. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.